Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, Many Will Say, Lord, Lord. A mere profession won't get you into the kingdom. You can say the right things and go straight to hell. Jesus sees right through a double life. Jesus warned that in the day of judgment, quote, Matthew 7, 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? One of the most troubling things about this verse is the word many. Many are in this category. These are church people. They are people who claim to be serving the Lord, and they are active doing all kinds of things. These are not fringe people. They're very involved. And their supposed ministry is all done in Jesus' name. They are supposedly doing it for Jesus. Note three times the emphasis, in your name, in your name, in your name. This is scary stuff. In that day refers to the coming judgment day when they will give account to Jesus. This is not the believer's judgment because the next verse shows these people are not true believers as Christ will say to them, I never knew you. There is a judgment for believers in which our works will be evaluated in terms of the reward we are to receive. But in view here is the unbeliever's judgment. The emphasis is on them saying to Christ, Lord, Lord. They say, Lord, meaning master, but he's not their master. The word Lord, Greek kurios, essentially means master. It denotes a superior and consistently has authority in view, which calls for obedience. It was sometimes used as a polite address, but when used of the risen Lord, it always denotes his lordship authority as God. He is the God master. Luke 6.46, Jesus says, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? To call Jesus Lord is to acknowledge his sovereign authority over you. To not obey him is a non sequitur. It doesn't follow. No, Lord, is a contradiction in terms. These people will call Jesus God Master, Lord, on Judgment Day, in a desperate pleading matter. Master, master! And they seek to make their case by emphasizing all the things they did in Christ's name, which is to say for his sake. They say, Jesus, we did it all for you. Their resume of activity includes prophecy, casting out demons, signs and wonders. In Matthew 7, 15, Christ said, Beware of false prophets. And now here in verse 22, he says, Many will claim they had the gift of prophecy and used it for Christ. The claim to prophecy is the gateway error to much false teaching in professing Christendom. There are a few things to note about the gift of prophecy in the Bible. Prophecy always refers to receiving direct revelation from God. True prophets in the Bible, when they spoke in the name of the Lord, were never wrong because their message came directly from God, and God is never wrong. This is one of the key tests of a prophet. Is he ever wrong? In the Old Testament, if he was ever wrong, he was to be stoned as a false prophet. Deuteronomy 18.20 False prophecy is a 
serious matter. Peter tied the beginning of New Testament prophecy, Acts chapter 2, 17 through 21, to the prophetic phenomena in the Old Testament, Joel 2, 28 through 32. This establishes a fundamental continuity between the nature of Old and New Testament prophecy. Hence, the early church judged genuine prophecy according to Old Testament prophetic standards already in place. New Testament prophets served alongside the apostles in being channels of the mysteries of God, Ephesians 3, 2 through 5. They, along with Christ, laid the revelatory foundation for the church age, Ephesians 2.20. A foundation once laid is complete. Old Testament prophecy ceased, and the Old Testament canon was complete. In like manner, New Testament prophecy ceased with the apostles and prophets, and the New Testament canon was complete. A little history lesson. In the early 2nd century, right after the time of the apostles, the early church faced a quote-unquote prophetic crisis. A movement developed in many respects which was similar to modern-day the modern-day charismatic movement. Initially, it spread fast and far. It was called New Prophecy or Monotonism. The early church rejected it because it claimed to bring forth new revelation. Thus, the early church labeled monotonism as an unbiblical and refuted it. But it involved quite a process. Chrysostom, an early church father who lived from A.D. 347 to 407, said, quote, This whole place is very obscure, but the obscurity is produced by our ignorance of the facts referred to by their cessation, being such as used to occur, but now no longer take place. In other words, he's saying this is obscure because we fail to realize, in truth, these gifts have ceased. After the demise of Montanism, Montanism, uh, prophetic phenomena largely vanished from the pages of church history until all of the sudden, in the early 1900s, there was a supposed outbreak of prophetic activity that gave birth to what eventuated in the modern-day charismatic movement. There are many in charismatic circles who are true believers. But the description of Jesus here has application especially to those emphasizing prophetic giftedness and supernatural power ministries often associated with charismania. Jesus said many not only will claim to have the gift of prophecy, but also claim to be able to cast out demons in Christ's name, throwing themselves around recklessly in the spirit, in the spirit realm, they speak arrogantly <clears throat> in reference to demons. This is characteristic of false teachers. <clears throat> Many charismatic leaders claim to bind Satan and demons. However, only God can do this. Only he can bind the strong man as taught by Jesus in Mark 12, 29. When people wildly claim to have power over the devil and demons. We should remember Jude 9, which says that even Michael the archangel dared not revile the devil, but simply said, the Lord rebuke you. And these charismatics will claim to have done many wonders in Christ's name. 
They really thought they were doing great things. The word wonders is the Greek word dunamis, from which we get the English word dynamite. It's the idea of powers. These people claim to have had spiritual powers ministry related to special miraculous power. The problem is Satan is a great counterfeiter. Not all miracles are from God. In discussing last day's apostasy and how evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, Paul mentions the occult magicians in Pharaoh's court and how in the last days we will have people on the scene <clears throat> Excuse me, just like this. These magicians had actual spiritual power, but it was from the devil. The New Testament warns of an end-time occult invasion, the likes of which I think we are witnessing even today. Claiming to be able to prophesy, claiming a deliverance ministry, and claiming to have a signs and wonders ministry is no evidence of salvation. In fact, here Christ uses it as an illustration of false professors, who in the end will find out they never really even knew Jesus at all. They were all about an outward show characteristic of false prophets. Yes, they may have tapped into some kind of spiritual power, but it was not from God. People who don't know their Bible very well are very susceptible to this sort of deception. They quote enough verses out of context to confuse people. They come off emotionally convincing. They spout the name of Jesus without end. And they testify as they tell story upon story. And yet, they are as phony as they can be. Note, neither saying words such as, Lord, Lord, nor doing works such as prophesying, casting out demons, doing many wonders, is necessarily indicative of having salvation. What is needed is truly life-changing repentance and faith. What will matter on Judgment Day is truly knowing Jesus as Lord, merely putting on a show while, while living a double life will be exposed for the sham that it is. Lord, the warning is strong here. Help us to take it to heart. It's not enough just to uh, claim Jesus as Lord. Uh, to claim to do all kinds of uh, power ministries in his name. Lord, uh, living a double life uh, exposes the truth. Uh, it's one thing to say, Lord, Lord. It's another thing to really know Jesus as Lord. May we indeed be those who know him in truth. I pray in his name. Amen. <music>